this season of Lent, we acknowledge and look to and take uh, this time each year to see Jesus as the ultimate scapegoat. I think part of our human condition, part of what the broken pieces inside of us often create is this desire to shift responsibility, a desire to shift blame. And throughout our history and throughout our, our modern experience of life, we see this continual broken human desire to point to others as the problem of this world, to point to others as the one that are the source of the wrong and the suffering and the difficulties of life. And even more so, we've seen the way that this happens when it's combined with power. We see when those who have power and privilege scapegoat the evil and the destruction and the violence that often occurs. But part of what we look to in the cross, part of what we look to in the story of Jesus is the absurdity of scapegoating, the absolutely fundamental brokenness of a perspective that shifts blame onto others. Part of what the role of the cross does is take the perfected divine, God made human, the creator of all heaven and earth, the source of love and goodness, and then blame him, scapegoat him, who is ultimately blameless. Part of this is to show us and expose how broken a way of thinking is that looks to others as the problem. It's so broken within us that we can even look at the perfected God made man and say, he is the one that must die. But there's something that's more, I think, happening here, even more than just exposing the human cycle of scapegoating and trying to break it. The a Lutheran pastor, David Luce, says, Jesus's death is not just one more tragedy, one more death of an innocent in a cruel and uncaring world. Rather, his unjust death gathers up all the other deaths and injustices we suffer and lends them dignity and honor of knowing that the Son of Man and Lord Christ also suffered this way. We're not alone in our grief, our pain, our confusion. God, the Son of God, understands it because he experienced it firsthand. But it is still more. God doesn't just understand, suffering silently and impotently beside us. God also promises to redeem. In and through Jesus's death, God contends with the ultimate defeats and ultimately defeats death. In and through the injustice Jesus experiences, God brings justice, not through the strength of force, but through the peculiar power of vulnerability. I think that what strikes me so much in the words of David Luce is what Jesus is doing in the cross and in the resurrection is not just existentially addressing the problems of scapegoating, but is stepping into the individual experiences of being victims of scapegoating. For in the vulnerability and injustice of his death, 
he restore, restores the stolen dignity of the victims of injustice and exposes the absurdity of those who oppress and scapegoat. So here's the thing. To scapegoat is to remove somebody's individuality. It is to remove their humanity and personal dignity. You have created a general out of an individual. You have removed the thing that is uniquely true about who they are. And as we sit here and we, uh, we lament and we grieve together and we look to where Jesus is positioned in our society as one standing against any and all scapegoating, not just when it leads to death, but when it begins in words of Chinese flu, when it begins in words of devaluing a people and removing the individual agency from people. See, what happens is we generalize oppression. We generalize a people as well in our response at a time like this. And I think it's incredibly important that we name the unique and peculiar realities of each scapegoating incident, that we don't intend fall into a place of generalizing scapegoating overall, that there's a reality here specifically throughout our history in America of scapegoating the Asian American community, whether it's the exploitation of Chinese railroad workers in the 1800s, which led to the Chinese exclusion of preventing immigration coming here, the Japanese internment camps of World War II, uh, the, the viciously racist uh, understanding that Asian people are going to be coming and taking jobs, or the, the still prevalent model minority myth, this idea that Asians are somehow a model and a perfect picture of a minority that overcomes, usually used as a bludgeon against other groups and in a way to illegitimize the racism and prejudice and scapegoating that Asians themselves experience. It's important that we don't treat this as a, as in a singular experience either, that what happens in the act of scapegoating is a generalization. Asian American Pacific Islanders, do you know how many countries are covered under that overhead? That it is not a singular experience to be an Asian American in this country but the persecution and prejudice that has found life, the one that has gained permission in our current world is one that is incredibly painful that does not just create oppression and marginalization in a big picture, but is individually injuring people themselves. That we grieve the death of eight people, humans. We grieve the loss of their life as those made in the image of God. And then we grieve the, the way that scapegoating the Asian American community gave life and permission to target them. And so I think for us, as we sit here today, I think that it's important that we, we step back and understand that this is part of how our society is always operated, particularly in America that the reality of white supremacy, the reality of whiteness in looking down on others, the, the truth of injustice that we don't address is a wide spectrum. We see it affect LGBTQ, we see it affect black lives, we see it affect Latino lives, we see it affect women, we see it here affect Asian American lives. And although the 
evil of white supremacy is ubiquitous, it is important that we do not call and combine and forget the individual experience life that they have each developed over time in unique ways. Born of a similar evil, but with a different experience. And so I think for us here today, I, to, to lament, to grieve, to create space, to feel loss, and to also find conviction to make sure that we are speaking out, making sure that we are addressing the little parts of our society that chooses to devalue and lose the dignity of other people. Understanding that words have power to give life and that our words should be that, words of life that assign dignity to people, not whitewashing them and pretending that they are part of, uh, that we're not seeing and valuing who people are, but acknowledging the things that came together to create the moment we're in so that we choose something different later. I think when we talk about the act of the resurrection, we are often reminded that it is not that God has created the need to redeem. It is not that God has created the evil that needs redemption but that in the promise of resurrection, we find a hope for healing. We find a hope for a more just future. And I think that that right now is what we all need, a space to heal, a space to find hope, but a space to just sit with each other, with a God who understands and has walked through the process of being scapegoated. That we are not forgetting and pretending that he is just standing the stake in this game. And Jesus' stake is fighting for justice. I'm just gonna create a little space here. And I'm gonna create a little space to grieve and be quiet and just uh, lament. And then I'm gonna create some space to ask Jesus to bring some healing and hope for us. So I'm just going to create a little quiet right now, Lord. I just, right now I create a moment for us to grieve, a moment for us to feel the weight and the heaviness and the loss of, of life, the loss and the heaviness of a world of injustice. Lord, we specifically grieve the brokenness and injustice of scapegoating Asian American and Pacific Islanders in our country, the history of it and the presence of it today.
can be silent for another 10 seconds here. Lord, we don't, we don't leave the grief behind. We don't forget or lose acknowledgement of the loss. We pray for healing. Healing in, in the hearts, our hearts, from the hurt and the evil of this world. Pray for healing in the trauma for those of us that have experienced that and know that. Just gonna be quiet for a second. And Lord, just ask for you to heal, bring a sense of restoration to our hearts, that you see us and you know us. And Lord, we ask, we ask for hope for the future, not out of ignorance, not out of a denial of the world we live in, but that you would offer us hope for the future, hope to keep fighting and pushing, hope to bring about change and call out injustice when we see it, hope that we can grow as a society so that we are not crushed but keep... pray that in your name. Before we transition into what we normally do right now, which is some housekeeping, just gonna, I wanna create a little space here, just um, to sit with our own emotions, to sit with where we're at. And this is uh, This is always true, but even more so in this, uh, this week, in weeks where we become so familiar with the brokenness of our, our world and ourselves and the way that the brokenness of that world affects us, uh, that Vince and I are always here, as well as parts of our pastoral team, to talk more. That if things were stirred up within you and you want to talk more, you want to have somebody just sit and listen to you, that to please reach out to Vince or I, either here today, privately in the chat, or, or separately. because the process of grieving together, the process of speaking anger and outrage is not just something, a moment on Sunday we acknowledge it, but it's, it's something that is evolving over time as a community. It's a commitment that we care deeply about and we wanna help each one of us. And if you're somebody 
who wants to learn more about this, wants to learn more about the history and realities of scapegoating in our country, the histories and reality of scapegoating throughout our world, whether it's specifically trying to learn more about the realities of our own history with the Asian American community, or even just learning how we can in our daily lives do things to interrupt scapegoating, please uh, do reach out to Vince and I, we would love to chat more about that. <laughs>